0: Hello, everybody. It's John Pollock and W.H. Park, and for the first time ever, I can say we are live from Japan. Yes, you're uh, you're barely alive,
1: John. You've had a hell of a day.
0: It's been a long one. My day started at about four thirty in the morning when my I'm still trying to get my my sleep pattern figured out. So it was a very early start. I was completely wired at uh, by five this morning. So I got up and I explored Tokyo and then came back, and then it's been a a long day that feels like multiple days, but a lot of cool stuff today. We went uh, shopping for a new uh, adapter for your charger. That that was one uh, error I made, along with uh, locking my key in my room today. That was uh, that was among the uh, the misgivings. But we did uh, thanks to Wh Park, who's been my uh, my lifeline on this trip. Found a converter, all set for that. That's the reason everyone's going to be hearing this show, so that I can use my laptop on this trip. Uh, but then uh, today consisted of. All Japan, Stardom, and maybe the main event for me, Ribera Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. I think the main event for maybe everyone who came to the restaurant today, including Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer came to Ribera. Uh, Fumi Saito came to Ribera. We had uh, Martin Bushby. We had Way. We had uh, Rob Conway, the other Rob Conway. That's right. It was, uh, I can't believe that we fit, what was it, uh, Port Party of 14? Mark Ramondi was there. Mark Ramondi.
1: Man. Yeah. We had, yeah, we had, like, our party was 10, and then we kind of sort of mixed in with uh,
0: Dave and Fumi's party, and then four, became, like, 14 or something like that. Having gone to so many, like, dome shows, big New Japan shows, like, what is it from your perspective, just seeing the amount of tourists here, does this feel like... A bigger one than you've experienced in terms of people from because i just for me and like my circle it just seems like so many people have come over for this one i've never
1: seen it like this like and i've been to like big events like the g1 climax finals which happens in tokyo and a lot of people come for that um uh, during golden week a lot of people come here during the golden week period and there's lots of shows during that time period but this just seems special I think it's the two domes. Is yeah. it's like it's makes it makes special, but like some people just go to all the shows surrounding Wrestle Kingdom, like the All Japan, Big Japan, DDT. everyone everyone's doing awesome. Like Ice Ribbon, like all yeah. these smaller Josie companies. Like they're all like getting s- sellouts. Essentially, yeah. like thirteen thousand to like eighteen, let's uh, say so thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred people to two thousand. It's like crazy here. I've like these companies must be just loving piggybacking off
0: of. New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom shows this year. I'm really curious to see what this looks like next year. That if this is just, you know, the precursor that everyone's going to go wild next year, because you know, look, look at the companies that took any kind of risks this week and Noah, two sellouts. All Japan, we were at today, sold out. Stardom, sold out. Uh, DDT had a show tonight running head to head with Stardom. They were at uh, Cork and Hall. It's just all these non New Japan shows. It's just been. It just seems like those that are here to watch wrestling, they can't get enough. It's basically from the time period of, like, the week of
1: Christmas until, like, the New Year's Dash period. Like, there's wrestling every day in Tokyo. Like, it's either at Corken Hall, it's at Shinkiba, it's at, like, where Gato Move does their shows, Ichigaya Square, like... It's everywhere in Tokyo It's like has shows and like every company is scrambling to get the Korkin dates, especially. Yeah. They advance, they book like a year in advance for the most part. I think that's the main reason like Noah's, uh, show on the fourth is running head to head with, with, uh, Wrestle Kingdom because, uh, Tokyo Joshi per wrestling already books like the Korkin for the 1130 slot. Right. So they can get that. So that's why it's running head to, but it's great. So, It's impressive that they sold that out.
0: Yeah. that that, Like, all these shows are just just doing incredible business this week. So that's that's been one of the really interesting stories. And what we'll get into, we're going to share some of our thoughts. We're not going to go, like, match by match, but just give some of our uh, highlights of the shows that we did attend today. Because there was some really good wrestling that we saw. But as you look ahead to next year, like, do you think that this... Because we'll we'll probably know by the end of the 5th. Do they do this experiment again? Two domes? Or do they... Your initial thinking was the fact that next year it's you don't have the advantage of Saturday Sunday has seen the success. Do you think it's a worthy experiment to try again next year, or do you think that this year was the anomaly, not just with Saturday Sunday, but having the double titles, having Liger retirement? It was like the perfect storm this year to try it. I think it's the perfect storm, and I think a lot of it
1: has to do with the Saturday and Sunday. If you look at like Saturday, it's like it's a later start. And Sunday's an earlier start because they want people to be able to catch the trains home because people are going to go back to work yeah. on Monday. So, like, you know, like, you're here for a set of period of time. So I took time off. If you weren't here, I would not be, you know, staying on till the 6th. I would just go back home and I would be going back to work on the 6th. So that's but, you know, I took time off because, like, it's January 4th and 5th. It's a Wrestle Kingdom. People are coming here if they don't have those two days. Like because most people are just gonna go back to work on the 5th if it's the the regular holiday. Right? If, if it's a Monday, people are go back to work. So like I think that's it.
0: So today, our first show that we took in was All Japan and my maiden voyage to Korakuen Hall and what an experience this was. Just entering this building, going up the stairs. Uh we met up with with Todd Martin. He came to watch the show with us as well from uh PW Torch. And let me just say, this was uh it was such a cool experience just to finally attend a show. And just what a fantastic venue for you, professional wrestling, which I'm not breaking any news here. And you didn't take the elevator at all. You You, no. you, went, you went up the stairs. Oh, no, I went up the stairs.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, which is like, you know, if people have been to Corken Hall and taken the stairs. They'll see all the signatures of all the fans and people who've come to see shows throughout the yeah, years. there's like six floors of stairs <laughs> yeah, essentially it's it's not it's not a fun walk uh if you're you know you're coming in you've got a heavy bag and stuff like that but it was it was fun it's fun to see like people's reactions for the first time i'm always excited when it's, it's your first time in corkin yeah and, like just the joy you were just, like so happy it was just such a
0: cool building, you know that I've watched forever, and now finally getting to attend. So yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights going into the strip for me was just to watch a show finally at, at Corkin. And there's like the, the great thing about Corkin, there's no bad seat in, no. in the house. Every seat is good in this. In whether you're way in the back or it's right like the run. most intimate 1800 you're gonna get. Like that is a you know that's a sizable number for for a pro wrestling show, but this is just. Such a fantastic venue, and we got a great crowd.
1: I felt today, and a great show, and a great show. Like that crowd was so into everything. Well, as well they should be. Like, like I've not been this excited for like an all Japan
0: show in a long time, John. Yeah, this this show I thought was not only it was capped off with a fantastic main event, Kento Miyahara and Jake Lee, who went uh, 31 minutes. It was it was a phenomenal match, but. This was a great booked show. They had angles to shoot. They had young stars that they were going to focus upon. And it really felt that they understood we may have an audience that they are just sampling us, whether it be for the first time or they're not regular viewers and they're just checking in. This is our show to put our best foot forward and people leave this show with an interest to see where all this stuff is going. And I thought they hit it out of the park, like a big angle at the end of the show and then introducing uh, – One guy by the name of uh, Lucas Steele, who I was not familiar with, and uh, Francesco Akira was another one who they set up for uh, a title challenge later as well, and then you got these two excellent matches to end the show. Like, I thought this this was one of the better start-to-finish wrestling shows I've been to in a long time. And we should talk about, like, so in one of the multi-man tag
1: matches, Yuma Aoyagi, he he submitted Zeus, who's a former world tag team champion, he's a former Triple Crown champion... This is an elevation for you him. You were shocked. I was shocked. I was very pleasantly shocked because I'm a huge supporter of Yuba. And that
0: finisher, his, that's a new submission, John. Like, I was like... What? This This was like a guillotine into a Kimura simultaneously. And as Zeus is fighting it, like, that's the thing. It's like when you protect these guys to such a degree, when you pull the trigger, it means so much more.
1: Yeah, and so, like, not only am I shocked, like, our, our friend JoJo... Uh, Remy, who's, you know, who of course used to do the show with me and he's lived in Japan. He's a big all Japan fan. He knows these guys. He knew the significance of what it meant for Yuma Aoyagi to submit, not pin. He submitted Zeus with this new finisher. And so it's like, you gotta think, they're, they're gonna put this finisher over like someone like Zeus, who's really high on the card. They're going to go forward with this guy. And they're going to make this move a killer move in the cup. And I'm all for it. It looked amazing.
0: Yeah, it was a tremendous submission. And then uh, we can go to the main event because it plays into that. Uh, Kento Miyahara, who was just unbelievable to watch live. Um, I thought this match with Jake Lee was uh, better than their last singles match, which was an outstanding uh, match from a couple of months back. And uh, Miyahara retains. And then afterwards, they shoot the big angle with Aoyagi attacking him and we, we set up our next program like just uh, tremendous booking on this show oh yeah and then we can talk about
1: that was great I'm really excited for where Ayagi is going to go next. Like, is he going to align with anyone who, like, the possibilities are endless. They they also crowned a new All-Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion and Susumu Yokosuka from Dragon Gate, um, which I thought was great. And you know, I said to you beforehand, like, Hikaru, Hikaru Sato would be the sentimental favorite because of his relationship with the former champion Asushi Aoki, who passed away, unfortunately. But the thing that would make the booking more interesting and m- much fresher— would be to put the belt on Yokozuka, who's an amazing wrestler, one of the most underrated wrestlers in the last twenty years in Japan uh, for Dragon Gate, and I don't think he ever gets his due, like uh, in terms of a wide recognition among fans. But those who follow Dragon Gate and know him, like we know how great he is, so I'm really excited for him to get a broader audience with this uh, World Junior Heavyweight Title run.
0: Yeah, and their their match it was totally different than the main event, and you could see how captive this audience was, and they were just simmering and just building and building and down that final stretch, uh, that crowd was just, they were so appreciative of this match and I cannot recommend those final two matches uh, enough and I can say on January 3rd 2020, uh, my match of the year is Kento Miyahara and Jake. Lee. <laughs> Me too. Oddly enough. I don't know if it'll last through the week, but <laughs> as of today, as of this recording,
1: that's my match of the year. It's a pretty high bar to set it's like Kenomi Hara, because of the, the timing of the All Japan show in the in the first week of the month of the year, is like he's always gonna have like the he's always gonna set the bar because yes. he set the bar last year with, with yes. Kai. Yes. And he set the bar now with with Jake Lee, so yeah, I do think there's going to be some oh. really amazing matches that we still have yet to see. This guy
0: was so incredible to watch live, and just how over this guy is like nothing that is shocking to anyone. But just being there in person to see the reaction to him, and it's just what what an unbelievable talent. Yeah. The other thing I want to just
1: mention quickly with the World Junior Heavyweight Title. So, like, yeah, all like four guys, three guys came out afterwards to challenge. Uh, Susumu Yokozuka, That's which was right. uh, Fuminori Abe, who I absolutely love. You you were really impressed with his interactions in the match. I think against was it Kochi Wamoto or no somebody else? I but
0: no, it I was uh, Black uh, uh Kagatora and Masahiro Takanashi.
1: Yes. Okay. So um, Fuminori Abe and. Uh, Kagatora from Dragon Gate had an amazing exchange of striking and dodging and stuff. It's fantastic, and I want to see more of this guy in All Japan. He mainly works for Big Japan as well as some other smaller promotions, but he's just recently started getting booked regularly in All Japan. And I'm all all for it, John. Like he is so great. I would love for him to win that title as well. But also, Black Menzura came out, and and Akira Francesco came out, and you know, Susumu Yokosuka's picked. Akira to be his next challenger, and this guy had one of Tajiri's best matches in de- in the a- in years. John, it's like unbelievable. I have a lot of high hopes for young Akira Francesco.
0: Yeah, who he he got the finish in the in the tag match, so gets like this spotlight win, and then he's going to be first in line for the junior heavyweight title, and kind of setting up a gauntlet of uh, Yokosuka that's going to go through all of them. Uh, we also had this eight man tag uh, with. Yuma Aoyagi, Ryoji Sai, Ayato Yoshida, and Danny Jones defeating... Uh, this was the match where uh, they defeated Zeus, Naoya Nomura, Yoshitatsu, and Kai. And to me, the interaction that stood out the most was, uh, was Yoshida and Naoya Nomura, clearly going in that direction. And those two, uh, it was limited, but very effective for the time that they had together. So you can see like this
1: trend with All Japan to work with... All these freelancers are people who work for other companies like Ayoto, Ayoto Yoshida works for 2AW, which is the former, um, uh, K-Dojo. Um, they brought in Shigehiro Irie in, in recent weeks for their show. So, and he's formed kind of like this heel group with two other guys. Um, it's, it's exciting because it seems to me that they're willing to spend money. To like sign people and bring them on tours and have like have them in in big angles and big storylines going forward. So I think they took a look at the kind of job Noah has done in building storylines and building a a pretty s- decent roster by signing some people and like uh, establishing some outsiders coming in like uh, Sakuraba and Fujita and all these guys normally associated with uh, the Booker, wrong guy. So. Then we have like All Japan. Probably looking at Okay, they sold out two Corkins running as uh, you know Russell Kingdom. They sold out. They did a really good job at um, the Sumo Hall show. So we want to get to that level. What do we have to do? We have to invest in a solid roster of younger talent. And I, I, that's the the story coming out of this All Japan show. These younger talents are going to get the push in twenty twenty, and I'm all for it. I think I think they've decided. Okay, we got this new decade coming up. <laughs> we need to create new stars
0: this was a hell of a way to start it i i left the show like just in I, I was so invigorated to follow all japan coming out of this show i just thought this was an outstanding show it was uh, between the two shows we saw that was my uh that, that was my favorite show today but uh we can move over to stardom uh this was at shinkiba first ring and do you want to describe shinkiba first ring for those uh that have not been because this is like uh way out but it's like like in this like factory district
1: Yeah, it's basically kind of like a warehouse district, and Shinkiva itself looks like a warehouse. And then you go inside, and it's a very, very intimate venue. What was the capacity?
0: 284? On the the sheet that we had printed out, it said, uh, like, seats, it said 284. And there was well above that, because there was tons of standing room only uh, in this. So... I'm sure they were well over 300 that were in this place, but still very compact.
1: Yeah. but image, so. And again, like, like Corkin, but even more so, there's like no bad seat. Like you can see everything from anywhere in the, in the building. And we got good seats that we were like second from the that had phenomenal and, seats and right by the, the entrance ramp. So like we could get. We got all these, we got wrestlers see almost us all over Stardom World. Yeah, <laughs> we're right across from the hard camp. We, we've had wrestlers almost falling on, on me at least. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, thankfully that didn't happen. But yeah, again, this show, so many angles. And like so many new directions for some of the wrestlers who've kind of been toiling on the mid card, like Saki Um, we had like um, Utami and and like Azumi and Momotanabe in Queens Quest. Like kind of you know have they had an awesome match and they just showed. I think you're going to see a continued push for them, and it's just really exciting. Like see, seeing some of the younger wrestlers get okay. There's. There's something for them. They have ideas for this Younger's Town. You don't need to push Mayu Itani so hard. You don't need to necessarily push Hanakimura so hard. You can give them the push that they have right now, but spare some energy and some ideas for the people underneath them.
0: Yeah. So the the, the show was really built around uh, Kagetsu's uh, farewell. She was uh, teaming up with Hanakimura, and they took on uh, Mayu Watani and the aforementioned uh, Saki Kishima. And this... Ended with the big turn by Kashima where they got the Oedo Tai sign um, and she just blasted Iwatani over it with the referee distracted who uh, – what was the referee's name again? Oh, uh for that, Daichi uh, – what's his name? He's the older gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. The, you loved him. I love this dude. Uh My favorite referee. This guy is just great. Just like laying down the law. But man, then he took a lot of shit from kagetsu in that main event and got the spit in the face and – then gets distracted at the end. So, uh, Kishima nails Iwatani and then this ends with the, it was the package pile driver by Kimura yeah. and pinned Mayui Iwatani. Yeah. So, sets up that direction, uh, as well as Kishima basically being brought into Oweto Tai afterwards. Yeah, like, so
1: she was, you know, basically recruited into the into the group because Kaketsu's leaving. Yes. She's you know quote unquote retiring. We'll see if she's actually retiring. We'll, we're like like Hazuki retired. I don't think that's true. Right. We're gonna see her somewhere else. Um, but so like obviously Kagetsu can't indoctrinate like Saki into into Ototoi. So it has to be who's the next logical leader of the group well it's uh, natsu Sumier, so she's like the most senior member of the group after nakikutsu's gone hana's left she's formed her own unit so it's her it's natsu and Natsu Kutura, so like they're gonna welcome her uh, saki into the group and i think it really freshens up both saki and uh a depleted oedo tie so it's it's i'm really excited to see where this is gonna go john
0: yeah, it was, um, you know, a, a strong main event. Um, my match of the night was still the, the six-woman tag that we got. This was a uh, semifinal of the night. Arisa Hoshiki, Tem Nakano, and Saya uh, Iida versus Momo Watanabe, Utami Hayashishida, Shishida, and Azumi. And this was, however long this was, 17, 18 minutes of just non-stop. This, this was one of the better women's match I've seen, period, in months. And thinking about, like, the age range of
1: all these women like they're they're really it's really amazing. If you think about it, Azumi is still like I don't know 17, 18. That's crazy. And she's really good. Yeah. This Momo, was a very physical match. Momo's like 2021. Wow. And, like, she's been good since, like, she's been 17. Like, high level. Like, we're talking elite level wrestler, whether they're a man or a woman. Like, it's unbelievable, like, the talent that's come out of, like, the Stardom Dojo. It, it really is. And, like, again, like, I think the booking, one thing that gets lost, I think, is the booking is pretty strong in this company. It's pretty solid. Like, you see this growth in their attendance. And to the point where, like, Road wanted to buy them because they see something in the talent that exists in Stardom. Like, I mean, we... We're not going to get into like what I feel about the changes Bushiroad's making, but like you can see, there's like this concerted effort into like, okay, we're we're going to hire Julia, we're going to steal her away from Ice Ribbon, we're gonna we're going to hire these other people from other companies, and we're. I think they're also trying to get other foreigners to kind of you know mix in with the the regular Japanese roster and see what we, what sticks, and like try to build something that Stardom doesn't look like New Japan, but is more akin to New Japan than it was before.
0: Have you, just attending uh, tonight, and you went to the December 24th show. Yes. Uh, what, what kind of, have you seen any little small changes since the official turnover to Bushi Road has occurred? Like, other than one piece of signage in the in the corner, like, that's kind of the only visual thing, but any little things that you've noticed differences in, or has it been too early? The, the way merchandise
1: is handled, and I mentioned this on a podcast I did with Dylan Fox of, of the Eastern Lariat is Mm -hmm. like, so I went on the 24th, like I go into the merchandise room, which we went to when we entered Cork and to go to the All Japan show. That's where they normally sell all the starter merchandise in the same room. So when I went to that show uh, on the 24th, there was one table and it wasn't very clear if that was a lot of merchandise. And it didn't seem like there was a lot there. So whereas like the whole room is usually merchandise merchandise t-shirts uh, pictures uh, books magazines programs things like that i did not know that there was actually merchandise because i wanted to buy some merchandise mm-hmm. like a program or maybe a sweater or something like that uh nothing i didn't buy anything and i wanted to but i wow. couldn't find anything so like that, that's a big deal to me like it that seems like a change that that bushi road seemed to institute into the company definitely like the roster changes like hazuki saying in her retirement speech No one should retire the way I did. I hate stardom. What is that? (laughs) Kagetsu, right after that show, announcing she's going to retire. Why? We don't know. Like, people say it's injuries. People say, you know, like it's, you know, people complaining about her as a trainer. I don't know what's true, what's not. We'll see if she shows up somewhere else. And I think that's what's likely going to happen. So and then this whole talk about like who's gonna get pushed in stardom, what kind of wrestlers are gonna get pushed, like, you know, so it's it's interesting. You'll you see them you see it actually in you know, the product you see in the ring, but you do see it like in things like how they're dealing with merch now and how they're dealing with people doing photos, like um the, the Polaroids and things like that I think has changed. I've never been into that kind of part of the fandom, yeah. so I'm not really that familiar, but what I've been told is that it's changed a
0: bit. Yeah, that was like a huge part of the business and the experience of like stardom like that was like a, v- a very very big part so it'll be interesting to see how that changes
1: well we, never, we when we left it's cold tonight John
0: oh Remember? yeah yeah it's they were tonight. all outside
1: getting people way in lines so and yep. like, you saw like for multiple wrestlers you can get your Polaroids with these multiple wrestlers and someone was telling me like their friend is going to get in line for all the wrestlers wow <laughs> and that's going to be like hours in the cold I'm Damn. like
0: wow uh that match by the way ended with uh uh, a triple seated dropkick to, uh, Iida and then a torture rack submission by Hayashishita, uh, to end that match. We had a uh, session moth, uh, Martina, B Priestley, and Jamie Hayter take on Jungle Kiona, Konami, and Death Yamasan who I thought she was awesome. Okay. <laughs> At one point, she, like, sat right in front of W.H., and she was, like, posing to the guy next to her, just, like, with, like, all the 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 makeup on. And she, she was, like, a really fun character that got people into this. Essentially, she looks like Gene Simmons from Kiss. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Uh, it was fun. It was... uh Get a very, very hard hitting match. You got the comedy from, uh, from Death Yamasan, and it ended with a, uh, O'Connor role reversal by Death Yamasan, who was kind of like just the, the punchline of the match, but then she gets the big reversal and pins, uh, Martina at the end to get the win for her team. Yeah, they, they really hit each other hard, like Konami and, and B Priestley. B and, B and Konami were, yeah, they were, um, the, like the, the major, uh, pairing, uh, during the match. So it seems like the, the idea is
1: that B and Jamie Hader Maybe the next challenger is for Jungle Kiana and Konami's Goddess of Stardom tag team titles. So that's the program they seem to be going with. Like, there's interactions with Jungle and Jamie Hayter. So Session Session Moth and, you know, Yoyama Death Sun are just kind of like the, you know, the comedy relief there. But it was a very, very fun match, I thought. And I thought, you know, like, at some points, like, Martina is more of a character in Stardom. But I, there were points where I was like, you know what, she, if she applied herself, she could be a lot better. But Martin Bushfee was saying to me, like, nobody wants to see that. They want to see the, the
0: comedy Martina character.
1: Okay. I do think there's something there,
0: like as a wrestler in her. Right. Yeah. And gets over like, from the minute she gets out, like people get into her entrance, get into the act. Um, Zoe Sky and Natsuko Tora took on uh, Julia, who will be part of that dark match uh, tomorrow at the Dome, and Andres Miyagi. Uh, this ending with uh, Julia pinning uh, Sky. Um, did Julia stand out for you at all in this? Like, clearly, she has like very good look about her, but I would say by the end of this show, I I didn't think she was one of the people that left really a lasting impression with me. This was like early on the card, and it wasn't wasn't one of the big featured matches.
1: Her character more than her work is something that I think stands out because she, in her previous company, nice room, she was a baby face mm-hmm. and now in stardom, she's a heel. And I think she's really good at being a heel. Like, I think it comes more naturally to her. Um, I think it's an interesting dynamic that she has as a different character than what you saw before in her previous company. So her work's not there, but like she's working with one of the best rosters, in all of wrestling, whether it's male or female. So like, I have no doubt she's going to rise to the occasion because I think their fundamentals are pretty sound
0: and it's just getting that experience. Yeah. So overall, how did you feel about the, uh, the stardom event? I, I had a lot of fun at this show and, uh, in particular, those, those last two matches were, were oh, strong. Yeah. And th- this was a show we were in and out in two hours. There was no intermission. It was, uh, to me, it's like two, two and a half hours. That's a sweet spot. I, I loved it. I thought it's
1: actually one of the better stardom shows overall yeah. that I've been to because like there was no fat on this
0: show. No down period. Like, like there was no like audience was checked out. They were in everything. Quick, fast paced show, in and out, like that to me. We got a musical uh, number too. <laughs> that's right. That yeah. Explain that this is like our, our like opening act was like these three coming out and doing a whole like dance number for so us. So
1: it's uh Saya Kamitani. Uh, she's one of the singers. Uh, Itsuki Hoshino is the other singer, but the main singer because they is, were in the opener. They were in the opener, and the, but the main singer is uh, of of this trio of singers that we got this musical musical number from is uh, Yurie, who's the ring announcer for Stardom, and you'll see her if you watch Stardom World. She's the you know the younger cute girl who has a very high pitched voice and does all the ring introductions, and she's also a, an idol singer. So it it was really fun. It's like this is so unique. Like, you don't really see this. Like, some of the other Joshi groups kind of do this. Like, Actress Girls does kind of a dance number and stuff. But, like, I, for my, my understanding, like, I think TJPW also does dance numbers. I don't follow it closely enough to be too sure about that. But for, for, for Stardom fans, like, okay, you know, they like certain type of, you know, performer, which is like this idol image in the wrestler. So, like, to have an actual, some of the wrestlers and the ring announcer do an idol dance number and, and, and song number was like, Pretty cool, I think. It it makes the shows unique, which is something you need in the wrestling market these days.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Kamatani and Hoshina defeated uh, Leo Onozaki and Hina and the team of Arena and Layla Hirsch, who, to me, had the best reaction to the streamers tonight because Layla Hirsch got introduced. There were, like, three streamers for her, and she kind of just looked down and acknowledged it was three streamers. But you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, most,
1: you know, foreign wrestlers who come to Japan, when they get streamers, they're like, the first time they get a, a, you know, like, a significant number of them, they're really happy. Dude, everyone,
0: everyone got streamers on this show. It was, uh, man. And the art form to seeing this live of, de- like, how fast they get the streamers out there because the next entrance is coming up in a couple of seconds, they down, they have this down to an art.
1: This is, like, part of their training along with uh, bridge, yeah. you know, bridge, ex- and next bridge exercises. 10, squats,
0: and then you remove, uh, <laughs> we're doing 500
1: entrances this so afternoon. So, Utami is really good at it. She's, like, a star now. She's, like... She had three belts, yeah. But she still asks. She still goes out there, and she just <laughs> gets all the streamers on because she's really good at it. Like it's it's something she's she developed a a great talent for.
0: And then uh, we should mention because after this, uh, you you led the way. You took us all to Ribera Steakhouse. I this was awesome. This was so cool to go in. Uh, we had a party of fourteen. All got seated, and then this... I I was just like, this was like a museum. Just seeing all the photos, uh, especially all the ones from the 80s. Uh, The Road Warriors lived at this place. They had to have been there every tour, because they had a different photo. They were in different outfits uh, all over the place, but everyone. There is a photo of everybody in this thing, and this is an absolute must. If you come to Japan, you have to go to the Big Rivera Steakhouse. I recommend the big one, because... They just had so much uh, to to check out and look at. So they
1: they have the photos
0: on the two sides of the the outside, you know, the, the sign, right? So like, yeah, this is the, on like the main sign outside that you see on the uh, on the street. Because when, when we finished, I said, John, did you see the other picture on the other side? What? <laughs> yeah, right there's like, more there.
1: Dun, dun. What? Why is like Maria Canellis here?
0: And then you got Dr. Death, like, uh, there, like, poolside, where they just, like, put a camera in front of them. Like, some of the, some of the photos were just awesome. You have one with, uh, Terry Gordy, he's holding up a rifle. It's <laughs> just, like, these, these random photos, uh, uh, of all these guys. But that, that was super cool. And Toticon as well, we got to. Uh, it's amazing how much stuff we did. Toticon is just overload. Cause you can't even process, like, what, it's everything under the sun you can imagine is under one roof. If you're a, a collector of anything we'll go back there we'll go check it out again yeah. i uh i picked up a program for a friend that was my uh my one purchase at TOTACON. but it's it's pretty overwhelming el samurai was there doing A. Yeah, that's pretty good it's pretty cool like tomorrow's like another q a with dave elter that's
1: right he's uh dave, dave is gonna be there and i'm hoping his voice holds up oh yeah he wasn't he wasn't sounding too good i got to hear his voice
0: today i was like whoa i hope he's okay. Well. Um, we're going to keep this short but uh any final thoughts going into the Dome show tomorrow. We're going to do our TGIF uh, meetup uh, tomorrow and then it's off to the Dome and we got 11 matches. I'm excited. I think it'll be a interesting show. I think
1: New Japan is like I think they think the same as like a lot of the other wrestling companies right now. It's like we're in a new we're in a new decade. We need to like start, you know, building for the future. We need to, like, start making stars and elevating people. And I think that's what we're going to get out of this weekend. Like, starting tomorrow, continuing on the 5th, and and just catapulting, like, that idea on New Year's Dash, you know, on the 6th. Is Okada
0: I, Naito still your expected outcome? Yeah I, yeah. I can't think of anything else, John. I really can't. It's the one I think. Um Nothing will shock me, but that's that's what I keep coming back to, is I think this out beyond just what you do for night two, what you're going to do all year. I just think that one opens you up to so many possibilities. Can I just say, though, New Year's Dash, that's the thing I'm most excited about because I don't know what's happening on the show. I I think the Liger, I think everything with Liger by the end of this trip, that's going to be probably the most memorable thing. I just think the combination of everything, like, that is going to be a huge part of this, is, like, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to no longer be an active professional wrestler in three days.
1: Yeah, but you know, besides that, like I'm, I'm excited to be there. Like I'm gonna be part of like this man's history, who's meant so much to me as a fan. But I think I really think there's gonna be a lot of angles coming out of yes. this show, yeah. uh, New Year's Dash. So I'm, I'm really excited about that because like this, this All Japan show and the Stardom show really hyped me up for this idea of like, okay, you're building stars, you're, you're, you're running angles that that are like show so much promise and mm. have so much potential, and I just feel excited about. You know, generally, you know, John, like, you're looking at my face, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't
0: wait for the next four months of All Japan for Wrestling. They, they set up so much great stuff today. And I, I'm really interested about, as well, like, the rollout of New Japan's schedule. Like, what kind of ambitious plans do they have for 2020? Because I think that'll be telling just from what they have planned, uh, what kind of year they they have. And right down to, are they preparing for something back-to-back next year? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what you learned from this experiment, because this has been to me a home run for all these companies. Like this has transformed what this week is for future weeks.
1: I think we're going to be like, you and I talked about like things that we've heard about, like the schedule, like that we can't confirm or talk about even. but probably by, by the six, we're going to be able to say, okay, this show is happening. This show is happening. This is the scheduled. I, my prediction G
0: one is going to shift. That's my prediction. was yep. gonna shift to the fall, and uh, which let me say, as an outsider, I cannot imagine the city during the summer Olympics, much less with New Japan trying to run uh, their biggest <laughs> tournament and tour of the year. This place, my God,
1: it's a I want
0: people. It's gonna be crazy it's in crazy, the summer, actually. in the middle of all the heat, and they'll get to experience Sumo Hall in the middle of the summer for whatever events are going on there. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're gonna sign off. Uh you're gonna get lots of WH Park over the next couple of days. We are uh lucky to have this man. First of all, a big thank you, WH. You have been like the the leader here for so many people uh, in our group. Uh he's taking care of like tickets, getting us around, helping me find a charger for my phone. Uh it's just been awesome to hang out with you, uh WH. So we are gonna be back on Saturday night. Uh it'll be late Saturday night our time, which will be early Saturday for those in North America. So it'll be me, WH and waiting. will be making his, uh, Japan debut here at our hotel because he will be checking in tomorrow. So all three of us are going to be running down both nights of the dome shows. So you'll have two bonus shows. Those are for post wrestling cafe members. Uh, so if you join the cafe, you'll get, Post shows for both Wrestle Kingdoms with all three of us. And then Monday, we will have a free show right after New Year Dash. And I'm sure we're going to have tons and tons to talk about coming out of that show and whatever they do. Uh, As well, we're going to Noah on Sunday as well. So lots of stuff coming up. Uh, We hope you join us. As always, you can follow along postwrestling.com and give the man a follow at WH Park 9. And you can uh, follow along to all the insanity that's going on here in Japan. So thanks to everybody for listening. And we'll be back after Wrestle Kingdom 14, Part 1.